This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful, human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room, from any room, with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. What is up, everybody? And welcome to Studio Day Heffrey, where I'm anxious for the first time in like 100 years. <laughs> but welcome, everyone. I have a song for you. Here, Are you ready? Welcome, everyone. It's nice to see you. I have no idea how to do a solo show. I'm just going to tell you guys that right off the rip. But we're here, so we'll give it a shot anyway. Um, So I am here because radio was something that I did for a really, really, really long time. And I was tired. It's too much light. I was very tired. I like the freedom of doing whatever I want. One hour. And no, they didn't let me keep that song. That song belongs to Ben Rogers and or Skin Wade. They made that song. So I can jam that song whenever I want to. Uh, so I'm just going to do whatever I want. And whatever I want will probably include a lot of Cowboys. I love the NFL draft, so it'll include a lot of the draft. Um, it'll include probably a whole bunch of guests all the time because I've made a whole bunch of friends in this industry that are cool enough when I text to be like, oh, yeah. Sure. So tonight, for instance, here on episode one of the Jeff Cavanaugh show, which you can see on YouTube and Twitch, and I think Facebook, uh, at least until some of those platforms shut me down for being on all of them. And afterwards, if you're an audio listener, you can go to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all over the place, wherever my place uploads it. Um, So rock and roll. And here we are tonight on the opening show. It's cool enough that we're going to have two Texas Rangers on the broadcast at seven fifteen. That would be Taylor Hearn and Jose Trevino. They don't have anything else to do because baseball's not real. So there's that happening. Uh, Kevin Turner pair character jumping up and down saying number one fan. Kevin Turner will be on the broadcast tomorrow for Jeffrey time. It's 7.45. Tonight for Jeffrey Time, we'll have Jasmine Sadry, who is currently on Morning Coffee. It's a show. You probably listen to it. And she's been on all sorts of things, and she cracks me up, so I wanted her to be my first Jeffrey Time guest. Uh, thank you to everyone who's super chatting. You guys are monsters. I love you. Uh, so, yes, that is the real Kevin Turner in there. Skin Wade will join us at 7.30 for Mavs Talk. And if you guys want to know a secret, I could click a little button. And you'll see something really interesting. And that's that Skin is not very patient, so he's already there. I got rid of him again. But yeah, Skin's just been sitting there watching the show backstage. So that's pretty neat. Uh, she was on Jagger. Yes, she was. I do not have a preferred platform, guys. So I appreciate you wherever you're watching, wherever you're viewing. It's great. It's great. Kevin Okay, but here's the thing is I don't have a way to turn off the song. My board plays the whole thing if I hit the button. 
so it's just going to be there. If you give me five seconds, I'll be with you. Thank you to my guy, Formula, who's been with me all this time. Skywalker Steel is here. Kevin Gray is here. Friends of mine. So, yeah, that's the cool thing about this platform, right? If the platform is mine, if the show is mine, then I don't have to do the games that other people have to do where you can't have this person on. You can't have that person on because they don't work for you. I, every Wednesday, will have Dane Brugler on. Some people can't have Dane on because he works at The Athletic and The Athletic and this entity. And So, yes, at some point, I'll have Skin on tonight. He works at The Eagle. I will have Bassick on at some time this week. He works at The Fan. At some point, I'll have Bob Sturm on. He works at The Ticket. Doesn't matter because it's mine. Okay, let's get into actual content. Football. Things in Cowboy Land. What I want to know in the chat is, do you guys hate Stephen Jones? That's my first question that I'm asking the listener as we're here on the show. Uh, do you guys hate Stephen Jones? I feel like a lot of people do. And I have all of his quotes. The NFL Combine is going on right now. And so I'm going to give you some of the things that Stephen Jones said, and it's pretty much confirmation of things that I've already told a lot of you guys. Stephen Jones on spending this offseason. There's going to be uh, tweets here from Michael Gelkin, John Mishota, David Hellman, Jory Epstein, all sorts of people. <laughs> yes, you guys hate Stephen. I don't hate Stephen, by the way. I like Stephen, kind of, sort of, maybe. Michael Gelkin. This is Steven on the Cowboys offseason spending. If I'm looking into a crystal ball right now, I see most of our money in free agency going to our current players. That may change. We may come across a value on a player that is just one we got to take. I don't want to rule it out. At the end of the day, he didn't say at the end of the day. Uh, so that tells you everything you need to know about the Cowboys offseason, right? The way the Cowboys offseason is going to work is they're going to prioritize Randy Gregory. And then I believe they're going to prioritize J. Ron Curse, right? So I think those are the two guys that the Cowboys are really going to prioritize trying to keep. And then they'll rock and roll. When he talks about free agents from outside the team, what is the quote? We may come across a value on a player that is just one we got to take. I don't want to rule it out. That's where they shop in free agency. When dudes don't get big offers from someone else, that is the players that the Cowboys become interested in. If they think, oh, this is a really good player, and it looks like nobody wants him, we'll take him. So that's going to be the Cowboys' free agency. And it's not a good or bad thing. It's that different teams do things different ways because there's a million different ways to win in the NFL. Next, from Stephen Jones. This is on Zeke. Quote, at the end of the day, I want that guy on my team. You talk about playing through some injuries. He's a competitor. I think he's a damn good running back. Obviously, his money's guaranteed. He's going to be here. There's no question. We're fortunate to have him. Thank you, Commodore. Don't drone me, bro. Yeah, uh, so talking about Zeke, you'll notice something there. He's acknowledging Ezekiel Elliott has guaranteed money. You can't save money by getting rid of Ezekiel Elliott, so they're going to talk about how great he is. We love Zeke. He's incredible. Oh, my God, what a warrior. It's great. And when he's asked about Amari Cooper, he ain't going to say the same thing. That tells you something, too. If Amari Cooper will be on the Cowboys roster in 2022, Steven says it's too early to address that. Similar comment about Demarcus Lawrence, lots of moving parts, and Steven notes the guys that make the most money get the most scrutinized. So the Amari Cooper thing is going to keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. 
I don't think he's going to be here. I just don't. Uh, and I think Stephen Jones talking at the combine today makes that sound even more and more likely. Are they interested in keeping him if they could get him to take less money or whatever? Sure. But guys who make a bunch of money and the guaranteed money runs out, those are the guys that get cut and or traded. Uh, and that's the way it works. Thank you to DJ's world for the, uh, this is what I do now. Like for real fund. Appreciate you. Thank you to Caesar as well. Okay. Doesn't sound like the Cowboys will be following the Rams all in strategy. This is from John Mashoda, Johnny matches. He says Cowboys executive vice president, Stephen Jones, we could do some things that would allow us to keep most of our guys. If we wanted to push it all out, but then we'd have a much bigger problem next year and the year after. And that is what I think bothers Cowboy fans a ton. Is they don't want to play the cap game too hard, like a lot of teams do. They don't want to have a year where they're irrelevant. That's what they don't want to have. They don't want to have a year where they're eating 50 or $100 million because they push back money on all these different guys, and now two or three of them are too old to be any good, and you want to get them off the team. But you only save $5 million by cutting a guy uh, and but and you eat 30 to do it, that's what the Cowboys, they don't want to live in that space. And I'm actually cool with that. I don't mind that. So you have to draft well. You have to make good decisions on who you pay. And then you go kick butt. That's the goal. Mike McCarthy, more involved with offense this year. Steven says, I think he's more involved than you think he is. Let's start with that. But no, I think knowing we need to take the next step, I think everybody's going to turn it up another notch. Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat, and I think everybody knows that, right? We're all good with that. We're all comfortable with that. Kevin, no! Sorry. I apologize. Hold on. Let me just turn that down. Just use it to give myself energy because there's no co-host. So it's like, what do you do? You just read texts from people, and then you read stuff. Next on the Cowboys docket today, guys for you to keep an eye on at the NFL Combine. It's going on right now. Daniel Jeremiah had his top 50 come out. And it's interesting. He's got six wide receivers in the top 27, which could become relevant to the Cowboys if Amari Cooper is gone, which, as I've said, I believe he will be. Six receivers in the top 27, and I've also power-ranked the guys that I want the Cowboys to select at number 24 because somebody asked me that on the YouTube channel. Somebody said, if the draft were tonight, who do you think the Cowboys take at 24? Instead of think, I'll give you my guys I want. How about that? These are in order, no less. Cowboys got to fix the offensive line. I was just writing something, actually. There's a spoiler alert. I was just writing something, and I did a little research project. And my research project was I took the Cowboys weeks one through six when Dak was playing their success rate, their EPA, and all the nerd numbers on how they did offensively week one through six. And then I did week 10 through 18 when Dak came back after the calf injury. And the difference is um, stupid, but we all know that, right? We know that after Dak hurt his calf, the Cowboys offense got a whole lot worse. And we know that teams played him differently, that teams decided we're going to rush four guys. We're going to drop seven into coverage. And somehow the Cowboys offensive line still fell apart. You had more blockers than they had people defending the run and you couldn't run it. You had more people blocking than they had rushing the passer and you couldn't block them. And so that's where we are. Connor Williams is a free agent. He's going to get paid somewhere else. So my guys for the Cowboys to draft 
it just so happens that the top two sort of realistic guys happen to play offensive line. Tyler Linderbaum, the Iowa center, want him. He is numero uno. Kenyon Green, Texas A&M guard, he is numero two. Nicobe Dean, Georgia linebacker, he is number three. And that would be the end of my real-life first-round grades. Because when I'm grading players, the way I do it is I like to have them where there's clear separations of, man, I really, really like, ooh, I like, ooh, I kind of like. So I do the first-round grades. I do the one-two cheater grades to delineate basically, if I'm picking at 14, I better be picking a first-round grade. If I'm picking at 20, one-two. That's okay. So after Nicobe Dean, I go to Devin Lloyd. The Utah linebacker, he's a lot of fun. And those are kind of my two favorites, is either offensive line or linebacker. Because on offensive line, I got to fill in for Connor Williams. And if I'm not going to replace Connor Williams, that could be okay too. But then I've got to move Lyle Collins. So we've got things to do. So Tyler Linderbaum, Kenyon Green, Nicobe Dean, Devin Lloyd. And then I start looking at other positions if all of those guys are gone. George Karloftis, the Purdue defensive end. The entire gang of wide receivers that are available in this draft. And there's a lot of them. Garrett Wilson at Ohio State, I really, really like. Traylon Burks at Arkansas is like a six foot three, 225, going to run a 4-4. Really fun player. Dax Hill at Michigan is my next guy. He is a slot slash safety at Michigan that's going to be picked right around there, and he's going to be really, really good, so that's fun. And then David Ojabo, Michigan defensive end. He's a really nice pass rusher that is going to have to do some developing as far as the rest of his game, but pretty darn good as it is right now. So there's you some Cowboys content. We may get some more later, but I see somebody has hopped in backstage. And I was wondering who was going to win the race because I sent a link to two current Texas Rangers, Jose Trevino and Taylor Hearn. And I don't see Taylor Hearn yet, but I do see Jose Trevino yes. in the building. Hip-hop yes. Jose, what's happening, brother? What's up? What's up, dude? I love the I love logo, man. That's nice. I like it. Oh, yeah, I got people. I like that. Yeah, I got people. Now, I can hear Jose, but I'm also not an audio engineer. So if you guys can't hear Jose, just let me know, and we'll just quit the whole damn show. How about that? Yeah, we'll just turn it off. Yeah, we'll just quit. Um, so how you doing, dude? What do you do, dude? I'm I'm good, man. I'm just just staying staying ready, uh, working out, hanging out with family. I'm actually just upgrading my team right now on uh on the show. I'm actually going to uh, I was gonna upgrade Solak and make him like. A 99 across. Do you tell him, would you tell Solak that you're upgrading him and would he be offended and be like, what are you talking about? I don't need to be upgraded. No, he's doing pretty good this year. He's, uh, he's, he's okay, but I just need to upgrade him. I want him to do, I want him to do more damage and stuff. Wait, have you updated your rosters? No, no, I haven't. I'm wondering because like, I love, I love Solak, but I feel like there's a, like there is a different, maybe shortstop and second baseman. Hey, since baseball's hey. not since baseball's not a thing right now, like have you met your new teammates? Are you are you allowed to meet your new teammates? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't met them yet. I just talked to them. Uh, I shot them a message. 
just saying like welcome to Texas, you know, welcome to the greatest state. <laughs> just kind of okay. what's up guys. Yeah. So like I'm watching um I'm watching videos of the guys who are actually allowed to exercise and do baseball things. Like I'm watching Jack Leiter and his phenomenal calves pitch to people. And somebody had to explain yeah. to me how that works. If you're not on the 40 man, you can go practice. And if you are, you can't. Is it? Yes. What date would you have reported and how bothersome is it? Uh, usually dude, I'm I'm there before Valentine's day. Like this was the first year I got to spend with my, my fiance Valentine's day in a really long time. So like usually I'm there before Valentine's Day, ready to roll, ready to roll. So that was what what's what are we at? Twenty eighth. That was that was two weeks ago. I would have been there. I would have been there like that night, or something like that. Hey, well, look, look at here. There's, there's someone else joining us. It's Texas Rangers wrong-handed pitcher Taylor Hearn. Everybody, <laughs> hi Taylor, how you doing? Good, Jeff. How you doing? I'm great. It's 716, though. Jose was here at 713. You were here at 716, and I think that reveals a lot about your character, your comments. <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, See, that's you what, said that he's got he started no at 715. No, he said it started at no 715, so I was, I was ready to go. I had to give no my respect. iPad propped up, though. Okay, now, Taylor. So I was, I was ta prepared. Taylor, yeah, Jose was here. He gets a He got a gold star for this. Now, Taylor is representing the glorious – city of Royce city, Texas. So hey. Taylor's one of us. Jose doesn't like the Mavericks. And so we'll just focus on Taylor. Who's doing it for the, uh, who's doing it for the North Texas area for all of you guys and just say welcome to you. And this is something that I looked up before I had you guys on. So Taylor Hearn, you were drafted four times. Is that normal? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I guess it, I mean, probably not. Probably not. I'd say no. I was just wondering because I know, like, my, my you, you can get drafted out of high school. Spot, man. Well, okay. So, like, real life, real life questions, and this is actually kind of for both of you because Jose out of high school, undrafted. Taylor yeah, out of high yeah. school, you were drafted, but then go to junior college instead, and then got drafted later, and then go play another year and got drafted still later than you were at a high school, then transfer to Oklahoma Baptist and get drafted in the fifth round. So I guess it's kind of take turns here, but for either of you at any point in the process, did you think big league baseball might not be a thing? No, no. Well, I just, I don't know how, I don't know how common or uncommon it is out of like at high school, like how many guys get drafted, but like even coming out, it was like, you, you knew all along, like well, whatever, dude. Well, 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 like I, I think I knew I had a, I, I know I wanted to pursue it in high school. Uh, but like, and I knew I wanted to be a big leaguer, but at the same time, like they, they say like, Hey, this is, this is hard to do. And it's not for everybody. So I was like, all right, strap it in. Let's go. And Taylor, any point after high school, like getting the next year when you're drafted later than you were out of high school, are you looking at that and going, uh Oh, no. Cause you know what? Um, I actually, didn't pitch in high school and I got hurt. I got hurt in high school and I got hurt my freshman year of college. I actually didn't. I pitched like four innings my freshman year. Oh, okay. Okay. Well then I should just do more research. How about that? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not, it's not in there. It's not in there. That's why. 
Next random question. Jose, if you are trying to throw a guy out at second base, it's Jose Trevino and Taylor Hearn with us, Texas Rangers. If you're trying to throw a guy out at second base, do you throw a ball faster than Taylor throws it to home plate? No way, dude. The guy throws 100. <laughs> do they gun catchers? Like, do they? Do you guys get gunned? Do yeah. you know what you throw? I don't. I honestly don't know what I throw, but I know they gun. I know they have like something like that. And so you can't you can't touch triple digits, even though you're throwing the ball further. I would have thought maybe you'd crank it up. That's further, but quicker. Okay, release further. time, release time. Yes. yes. And Taylor, if you didn't care where the ball went, how fast could you throw it? One hundred and three. <laughs> Probably, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe a hundred. Probably. What was just your not, just just throw it and not even know it? Don't even care where it goes. Yeah, yeah, like oh, couldn't yeah, possibly yeah, care maybe. less. <laughs> I, I'd be sore afterwards, but yeah, definitely. I mean, probably a hundred. Uh, Jose, easily, who was our who was our special guest? Was that our was that the big league chew guy? Yeah, Josiah, <laughs> where you at, dude? Where'd you go? <laughs> Underneath you? He's yeah, he's hiding from me. I saw you guys got a delivery of a whole lot of big league chew, and I know that you don't need all of it. So if you would like to donate some of it, I like big league chew. I just want you yeah, to know if that. You just, if you just send me your address, I'll I'll get you a couple. Okay, all right, okay. Hi, say hi. You can hi, say hi. Man. Say hi. Say keep the peace. Keep the peace. All right. <laughs> it's the cutest damn thing. All right, yeah, Taylor. Funny. Um, Dude, I'm gonna real? tell you guys something. I'm going to tell you something that annoys me about uh, the game of baseball now, and I've been a baseball fan since I was three, is the true outcome thing that it's sort of turned into where it's so many strikeouts, home runs, and walks. As a spectator, I'm like, man, why don't we put the ball in play anymore? And because we don't, if baseball wanted to like do something that a lot of people would consider drastic, move the mound back. What would that do to a pitcher? Like, does that just destroy everybody because you've been throwing the same distance forever? It would because it seems like you're reinventing the wheel. You How know? do I, and I guess maybe yeah. the answer is just, I don't, I guess the answer is maybe get rid of shifts or something. Like, what I'm saying is I want the ball in play in baseball. How? I got an idea. Uh, I got an idea. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll let him answer it first. I'll let him answer it first. Get a pitching machine. Just like we did in T-ball, when they would have like a pitcher like guarding the circle, you just get a okay. So you want to take you want to eliminate Taylor's job? No, he still has to play defense. Oh, okay. I think pitchers like pitching, though. Uh, you never know. I don't know. I think they would they throw too. I hard. would like they throw too hard, man. They throw hard. They throw really hard. But is that it? I mean, is it just there's? It's just hey, the game is going to be what it is. Where because yeah. it, it it's so wild now that it's just like everybody swings for the fences. You're gonna walk. You're gonna strike out. You're gonna hit a home run. And I don't it, like. I think more people would enjoy it if the ball was in. Or maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe it's just look, oh, dude. Well, if people, you love baseball, want, you love baseball. Yeah, but people want home runs. So and people yeah, like, I, I like, want home runs. So like, I, sure, I want home runs, but I don't want. I don't want home runs and no singles and doubles and triples and okay, let me take you to this. Shift. Would you get rid of the shift? 
Uh, I would have them play in the dirt. Their feet have to be in the dirt. That's what I would. But however many, wherever they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can put nine guys on the right side of the infield, but they all have to be in the dirt. And Taylor, could you tell us what this means? <sighs> Not, I mean, me, me and Jose talked about it uh, a couple days ago, and I, I'm, I mean, I brought up a situation that made made me pretty upset about it. Um, but I'm not personally me. I'm not, I'm not a fan of it because I don't have time to turn around and look to see where the guys are at because most of the time, um, if I'm two strikes on a guy and I try to come in on him and hit the jam shot through the six hole, I'm, I look and I, I'm expecting the shortstop to be there. And sure enough, he's over there playing on the other side of second base, and I'm just like, why, like, why, why are we, why are we doing that? You know, but so like, you don't want we, your own guys to shift. I, I mean, look, the, the yes, he does. About how, like, yes, he does. I, I, I look. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna attack the hitter. That's all I know. That's all. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. I don't Dude, like. This is like, Jeff's first. This is Jeff's first radio show, and you're going to give some sobby answer like that? I d- you're going to give something like, come on, man. Tell them how you really feel, you know? Where it's I at. can't. I can't. I can't. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it in. Just, <laughs> Jeff, just know. Just know I don't have time to look behind me every pitch to sit there and see where they're yes, at. Yes, you do. To change it. To change yes, it. Do. I don't. I don't. I don't. I have a rhythm. I have a rhythm. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I get the ball from Jose. I do my little breathing. I get back on there. I, I, mentally, I, I know what pitch I'm going to throw. But then if I see them behind me with two strikes or whatever it is, they shift a different way, then I kind of got to be like, wait, why are they going the other way? Uh, hey, so Jeff, but check this out. He doesn't have time to look, but guess who's looking for him? You are. Right, and that's why that's why I rely on him. That's why I rely on him. So I'm going like this. I'm going like this. Hey. Yeah, but you don't have enough so signs. Yeah, see, that's a lot of work if you're going to draw him a no, diagram where it's like, hey, look, shortstop, no. that way, no, this two is, steps. No, 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 I don't, I don't shift them. I tell Taylor where the shift guys are because, so like, say there's a runner on first, right? I'll take you through yep. the scenario. Runner on first, we shift, uh, lefty hitter, uh, shortstop's over behind, exactly behind second base. So that lines them up behind Taylor. Second baseman is in the hole. Third baseman is shifted over in the middle of six hole, right? So I come out and I go like this to him. Hey, look behind you. And then he goes, I don't want to. I don't have time. Or he goes, okay, if the ball's hit at me, I don't have to field it. Hi there. Double play. He goes in, drinks some Gatorade, and we talk. But but, but that's definitely like. And that I mean that's that's even like bunt situation too. Like if the third baseman shifts over to the six hole, I tell Taylor, hey, like you you got the bunt over here. You need to go over there. And he's like, oh, okay. But I do that. I do that for him. But I, I but he doesn't the, the shift the the shift is questionable, man. It's it's some people like it, some people don't. It works for some people, it doesn't work for some people. It is what it is. We're doing it and we're doing it. Yeah. I think for me, it's just like I got this bobblehead back here. I'd like to introduce you guys to um, this is the 2005 AL batting champion, Michael Young. Okay. It's the GOAT. It's also right autographed. It's also autographed because I'm a bat. Okay. Big Lakers. Uh, fan. I'm not a Laker fan like him, though. Uh, good. That's, good. Good. 
Yeah. You shift on him, we're hitting it through wherever you created a hole. And I just hate that we've reached a place where it's like, no, I think it's okay for us to just swing as hard as we can and we'll just pull the ball every F in time and then we'll complain about the shift and say we need baseball to fix this for us. You fix it! Learn to hit. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, has it either is, of you ever had a non-baseball hard, job? What? What'd you say, Jose? It's hard. Hitting's hard. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, that, look, I'm not saying it's not hard. I'm just saying that as a professional baseball you, player, maybe when you were 12, you should have trained to hit the ball instead of training to play golf or whatever. Jeff, ask him how many times he's been golfing. How many times you've been golfing? Ask him. Ask I don't him. golf, man. I don't <laughs> golf. I don't golf, man. I don't golf. Jeff, I don't, anytime, I don't golf, anytime I don't I've golf. talked to this guy, anytime I've talked to him, Jose – what do you what do you got planned for today? We got a meeting. You want to try to talk? Ah, oh, no, nah, man. We we got pushed to the Wednesday. I'm I'm on the links tomorrow. I'm on the links tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for someone to judge him for that, you got the wrong guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I played golf with Jeff. Jeff Jeff knows I'm 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 addicted. I'm addicted. To golf. I watched Jose, and I'm awful at remembering courses and hole numbers. But I watched Jose become a legend at Cedar Crest Golf Course when he drove the green on like 13. And I think it was an accident. I think he just accidentally no. hit it way left, wow. but it worked. Yeah, like he went through eleven trees, didn't hit a single leaf, and put it on the green. So he didn't. So there's no. He didn't. He didn't do that on purpose. No, no I don't think so. No, no. no, I don't think so. Okay. okay. Right. Has either of you guys ever had a job outside of baseball? I uh, um, I refereed basketball. All the way through high school and through first two, two or three years, three years of Pro Bowl. And did you get uh, fired from that? Uh-uh. Okay, so you've never been fired. No. This guy's terrible, terrible at referee. Anything, anything like that that's rules wise, he just doesn't. Taylor doesn't believe in rules when he's the, uh, the official. I can already see him. And he and he won't tee up. And you play through it. Yeah, exactly. I've always, I've always, I've always let the boys play. I let them Jeff, play. Jeff, have you played? Have you played spike ball before? Uh that's the one where the little thing is in the middle, and you just keep hitting yes. it on the group at it. No, yeah. no, I'm familiar with the product. Great, great game, great game, great okay. game. The way I'm going you. with this is that. Where I'm going with this is that I'd probably. I'd probably take someone up to Dallas with me and go play Taylor and whoever he wants and probably take him in that. But at some point, Taylor would try to make up some rules and be like, no, that's not how it goes. That's not how we, we, do. Do. we got done playing spike ball today. Actually played four games of it. So I got my, I got my teammate. We're ready to go. I don't we'll want see. to choose sides because you guys know I'm a huge fan of both years. I don't want to choose sides. But Taylor, how tall are you? 6'6". Six, six. And you, t- like Taylor's a long limb dude. You can get those limbs moving, and you are going to be no. there's going to be a lot of torque. Yeah, you know, no. when you got I'm T-Rex not, arms no. like Trevino, you're kind of limited. So, <laughs> kind of sucks. Uh, and when your feet <laughs> are stuck in cement, stuck in cement like Taylor can't move his feet. That's I uh, eat him up all day, man. It's too easy. Hey Jeff, too easy. Jeff. By the way, did he when he came on the show? Did he say happy birthday to Luca or no? He did not say happy birthday to Luca. Wow. Big win last night for us, Taylor and yeah, Jose. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. you're yeah. Ta- Jose's big, a Texas Ranger, win. so obviously it's a big win for the Metroplex. Right, right, right. Mavericks are Mavericks are still kicking. Yeah, yeah. I beat the Warriors oh, wow. on the road. Overcame a 21 point deficit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anybody can do it once, you know. That's true. 
Jose is a Spurs fan. A lot of you probably already know that. All right, man. I appreciate your time. Episode one, the first guests ever. Technically, Jose is the first guest ever because he was the first one on. But Jose, Taylor, thank you so much. And I will catch you gentlemen later. Thanks, Jeff. There they go. That is two people gone. I have to click a button to get my thing right, to get me back in screen properly, although it won't be for long because then we'll be the next person who's coming on. And holy cow, it's Jeff Skinwade in the building. Wow. Dude, a second ago, you were fragmented into three frames, and that was really uh, psychedelic. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, you want to try three frames with us too? Look at this. Wow. If I go... Yeah. No, you don't want to. We'll just oh. stick with the two frames. How about that? Okay. Hi, I'm Jeffrey. Sure like producers and stuff like that. Those are real. No, you're you you do everything on the fly, which makes it more organic and more fun and more spontaneous. And by the way, man, I'm uh I'm looking over here on the right side. All these names are popping up as people continually comment and and jump in. And I would say that. This new incarnation, I mean, you've been doing YouTube for a while, but this incarnation of the Jeff Cavanaugh show is off to a rip-roaring start. Congratulations, dude. Thanks. Thank you. Yes. Kevin. Oh, I got to turn it up. Wait, where is it? That one. Where's the Kavanaugh song? See, I have my first equipment malfunction. Son of a biscuit. That's okay. Yeah, it was also um, in the first segment realized that doing something that's solo and trying to have it be an actual show instead of just like streaming and talking to the chat box. Right. It's very different. And I'm going to have to like learn all over again. Well, I think like eight or nine minutes in, I'm like, wait, this is probably isn't entertaining. Like in my head, I'm doing all sorts of things like, Oh, you need to, that's not, uh Oh, what? I would, I would say that I would say this, I would say that whatever it becomes, it'll become that way naturally. And the people that are here, they're here because of you. And so really, whatever you decide this thing needs to be, all these people are going to ride with you. Uh, this is this is a testament to what you've done on radio for all this time. How long were you there? 13? 11 and a half. 11 and a half years. And so you've built up people that can't get enough of Kavanaugh. So whether you're pushing the wrong button or playing a Van Halen parody of your name or Jose and Taylor on or whatever it is, people are going to ride with you. So I wouldn't worry about all that. I'm really trying to figure out what happened to the oh there oh no that's the TikTok rant music okay let me just get that out of there um yeah so first of all thank you for jumping on this is Jeff Skinwade if you guys are weirdos and don't know who he is hello he, he is first and foremost a human being named Jeff Wade who's a badass dude oh. and you know sometimes he does radio on 97.1 The Eagle and sometimes he does Mavericks color commentary and he's one of the people that I really look up to in the world and in this industry so thank you for joining me. And uh, share with the world what's going on because you're a person who's dealing with some stuff. And, like, I'll be honest, the first time you posted about it, I was like, oh, he's just kind of joking. And I'm like, I'm not even real clear of what's happening here because that's just kind of your personality. We're just yeah. like, oh, yeah, just this little thing. See you guys <laughs> Tuesday. So, what's going on and how are you in real life? Yeah. So, uh, in real life, uh, if you were to launch this thing in about two weeks, I probably would not have been able to jump on with you. Uh, you know, in radio, we disappear for a couple of weeks around Christmas time and that coincided with the Mavericks being on a long road trip. So I found out right after Thanksgiving that I had head and neck cancer and that it was manifesting itself into 
uh, some, some tumors in my neck. And so those had to be removed. And so we made a decision to announce it after the surgery because it's just, it's, it's a different kind of message to say, Hey, I had tumors removed than to say, Hey, everybody, I'm going to disappear because of cancer. That's a real downer. And I was probably afforded the opportunity to do that uh, for the simple fact that my cancer, they've made great strides in it and it's very treatable. And once I go through this radiation process that I'm going through now, uh, I have a 90% plus likelihood that it'll never return. So when you have those kinds of odds, you can kind of be a smart ass and go, hey, everybody, I'm joking about cancer. I don't have a lot of sound effects, so I think that's the one I used when it's like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. That, that, it's, it's a signature thing. Unless but, I get sued uh, by Skin Wade. <laughs> well, uh, so the surgery was the last week of December, and uh, that really sucked, Jeff. I would not recommend it. Okay. Um, Noted. And then uh, slowly was getting my strength back uh, so that I could go through radiation. And so in my circumstance, it didn't make much chemo is a real mf -er, and so i don't have to go through chemo we decided along with my doctor and my surgeon that that was not uh the the best course for me i gotta go through radiation uh so i've done nine of those 30 treatments it's five days a week for six weeks but the way radiation builds up it's cumulative so i'm i'm about a week away from you know having some difficulty talking and uh, all those sorts of things. So this was a uh, a nice little window for me to jump on here because I think a week from now I'm probably not going to be feeling like it. But then I'll start building my strength back up, and and hopefully by the end of March or mid April I'll be back to being the person that you last saw last time that we hung out. So that's the goal. Well, I love you, and the people love you, duh, and um, kick its ass. Or I guess well, I love you, Jeffrey, and I'm I'm. Uh, so I don't want to say I'm proud of you for doing this. I know that this is, uh, easily within your repertoire and acumen. I'm happy for you. And I also know the way radio works. And so I can tell you speaking for Ben and KT, and I'm sure they'll come on your show and Christina, and they'd say the same thing. Whenever you're legally allowed to, we want you to jump on the Ben and skin show, just like us jumping on the Jeff Cavanaugh show. I mean, It'd be a great opportunity for us to promote it. Hell, you know how Ben is. He'd probably just promote your show anyways. But uh, if we have uh, the opportunity to ever have you on as a guest, we would want that. Because uh, we are you are very much loved by the four of us on the Ben and Skin Show. I can tell you that. Thank you very much, my friend. Hey, let's talk about the Mavericks. Okay. Um, I'm going I'm to start with an admission. When the Mavericks traded Kristaps Porzingis for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans, yep. I went, oh, okay. They found one team who would offer one particular package, and that's all they could get. And so they said, yes, we will trade KP. Yes. And it was like Dinwiddie was having a bad year, and people in uh, Washington were telling us like, oh, yeah, he doesn't like playing off the ball, and Bertans has lost it. And they're here, and holy crap, last night Dinwiddie had his coming out party, and Bertans looks like he's going to be a useful corner three dude. And it it's early, but it's looking like that was just a thing where it's like, okay, no, they were in a place where they hated and nothing was good and everything was poison. And holy crap, you might have actually got some players. 
Yeah, I think it, without a doubt, they fortified their bench, right? And so we're basing this on what we've seen this year versus what we've seen in a small sample size. And the thing with this trade, I, I was very disappointed by it because I thought that you removed yourself from being competitive in the playoffs. And I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, Porzingis wanted to be traded last summer and he didn't have any trade value. I know that there were people in the organization, like even before Kid and Nico were in the picture, that were straight up telling him, uh, dude, we can't trade you right now. You have to restore your value. You've got to go out on the court and prove that you can be traded. And so when Kid and Nico came in, they started rebuilding that. And he, I think he very much enjoyed being here. The problem with Porzingis is he's not available enough. And so it's it's an abstract argument to go, Porzingis makes you much better if you don't know when he's going to be there. The games that we watched this year, it's very evident they're a far superior team with Kristaps Porzingis on the floor. But if you can't count on the guy, you can't count on the guy. And they also had several years left with his deal. So they're getting antsy about how can we build around Luca if we're paying all this money to a guy who's not here. And the Washington deal, there was, from my understanding, there were two deals that were in play. There was a deal with Toronto that would have netted Dragic and another piece that they were working on, and Toronto backed out of that deal. And so the, all that was left was the Washington deal. Washington had been desperately trying to trade Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie, and nobody wanted them. And there are some people that will tell you that Davis Bertans' contract was one of the six or seven worst contracts in the NBA. $18 million a year for a guy that stands in the corner. He was playing in Washington 13 minutes a game. Yeah. Okay. So now let's deal with what we're seeing. What we're seeing is immediately a great fit. And the main thing that what the Mavericks needed is they needed uh, they needed a lot of things, and they still need a lot of things, but they needed bench help. And those guys are delivering that immediately. And the other thing that you're seeing, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie is a, has been a really good NBA player that's been sidelined by injuries. He's had, you know, two pretty major injuries. But right now, he's hitting 69% of his shots. That's probably not going to be what he is. You he don't is know a that. career 32% three-point shooter that's currently hitting, I think, 46%. So what we're seeing is we're seeing the best of Dinwiddie, right? But that's also an indication that he wants to be here and that he can play with these guys. So I think if we temper our expectations, we're going to be really happy with what we get because he was a need. He is another, like putting Jalen Brunson in the starting lineup was bad for this team, but it had to happen, right? So now Brunson can stay in the starting lineup and you're getting that attack player when those guys aren't on the floor. And then Davis Bertans, my God, is he confident or what? I mean, he's gunning and it's great because it does add another element to the team. Bertans' problem started when Washington was trying to make the playoffs in the bubble and he didn't want to go, which I don't want to get into whether or not, you know, a guy should or shouldn't play during COVID. Okay. I'm not going to judge that guy. But if you look at Davis's issues, that's when it really started. And then his numbers were going down. And then this year was horrible. But it's pretty obvious he wants to be here. And his ability to catch and shoot and the other team to respect it adds another wrinkle to this thing. So, and then the other thing, too, Jeffrey, is it makes it easier. 
two make other trades because their contracts are both half of Porzingis. So all of that has worked out really, really well for the Mavericks. So, yeah, that was the one thing that I, at least that was my theory that I was very confident in when they traded is that, oh, instead of a 30 something million dollar contract, now they have an 18 and a 13 that they probably feel more confident. I can move that one and that one than that really big one. And so that works, whatever happens here happens, but it's pretty cool to see it kind of fitting up. And last night it was super cool because man, they went, I get it's small ball, Mm -hmm. but it's small ball is a bunch of six, six dudes now, but like (laughs) Luca and Bullock and, was it Dodo Dinwiddie Brunson? Mm-hmm. And for a team that like a year ago, it was like, dude, they only have one ball handler. Now it's like, do you have three legitimate ones? Yeah. And and I think the other thing that you just, you know, we're talking about Jeffrey, that makes so much sense is when you get to the playoffs, you usually only play one big. And that's one of the things that the Mavericks were thinking about. Well, what is our future with two bigs? You know, Maxi Cleve is a guy that can truly cover a six, four player. He's proven it time and time again. Um, And Reggie Bullock has been extraordinary playing off of Luca. So it gives them more versatility. Uh, But the bottom line is this. If you look at how the Mavericks are winning, Luka Doncic is playing out of his ever-loving mind. And so when you get to a seven-game series and it comes down to matchups and adjustments, the Mavericks don't have a lot of counterpunches other than Luka go get us 35, 12, and 14, and everybody else has to hit all their open shots. And so they have to go get another badass. And hopefully they're in a position to do that, having their first round pick this year, you know, the contract flexibility with with Brunson, whether they keep him or do a sign and trade or some of those things, they just have more flexibility. And so when they made the trade, I thought it was a trade for the summer of 2023 and depending on how incredible Luca can play in the playoffs, it ultimately still might be that. We're calling this two Jeffs, one stream, as <laughs> I'm pretty sure what we agreed on. And this is uh, the great Skin Wade, who we all love very much. Keep kicking ass. I think uh, anytime that anybody goes through uh, anything that is difficult in some way, at least in my brain, talking about it and saying something about it, I think helps a bunch of people. Yeah. So thanks for talking about you. Keep being a badass and fix your golf game. Oh, that's, I'm so, you know, my golf game. So you can golf, bro. I think I'm a, honestly, like there was a time period for a couple of weeks where I couldn't use my left arm. (laughs) So, uh, I think I'm probably a long way away from getting my golf game fixed because I was a long way away from getting it fixed when I was healthy. So that's going to be that's going to be a tougher battle than cancer for sure. But I, I want to say this: I felt tremendous love and support from listeners and uh, viewers of the Mavs broadcast. It has been extraordinarily eye-opening, and uh, I wouldn't want anybody to go through this. It's not great, but it has like uh, been a huge perspective shift for me in a, in a really positive way. So I just want to thank everybody for for being behind me and all that kind of stuff. I felt so much love. It's incredible, dude. Love it. And I love you. You I love know you, that. Bro. Thanks for hopping on. Have yourself a wonderful evening, sir. All right. Say hi to Jasmine for me. I will. Here, look. We'll just three screener. Look at that. Hey. Hello. Hold on. I have to fix the things because I don't know. Ha ha. Look at that. Ha ha. Ah! Okay. Did I hear this correctly, Skin? 90% chance of this effort never coming back. 
They they actually it's higher than that, but the doctors don't want to give you a percentage higher than that. So ah, yes, that's amazing. It's, All right, uh, Skin, get out. Okay, bye. See you later. <laughs> All right, see bye. you, man. He's gone. All right, everybody. Now uh, I don't have a song for it or anything. I'm really what? low on. I'm really I only low. Have, on pro- wait, I have no intro song. I'm really low on production. No, this is. I have two things. I have this one. Hold on, let me get the thing turned up. I have the Kavanaugh song. No, it's too Kavanaugh. What? Yeah, no, that's it's all I have. And, and then I have the music that the guy plays on TikTok when he does his rants, like the IKEA guy. That's the only audio I've loaded into my thing. So that's all we got. Hey, everybody! Okay. This is Jasmine <laughs> Sadry, the fourth guest Woo! ever on the Jeff Kavanaugh show, formerly of 105.3 The Fan, formerly of a whole bunch of stuff, yeah. and currently a morning coffee drinker. What's happening, girl? Uh, What's going on? Um, No, I'm not, actually, uh, because radio, I got let go in October. Oh, here's Jasmine. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> She's unemployed. She's- yes! <laughs> yeah, here's Jasmine, my new co-host. Hello! Jeffrey, I'm so proud of you. How did you like do this? I was so, let me just be honest with you. I was so nervous that I wasn't going to be able to do this. I have been like on here since seven o'clock just watching the show because I was so nervous that I couldn't get the screen, like the stream and everything to go on my end. And I'm so happy I did. Yeah, because if you didn't, I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have just had a panic attack on air and quit um, and just end stream suddenly. Just roll commercials. That's what I done. commercials. So Jasmine is here because I knew that if I was going to do a show, I wanted to do a part of the show where I do nothing important at all and just D off. And Jasmine's one of the most entertaining people I've ever heard or obviously so, worked with your name or my name came to mind when you thought of the phrase d off 100 percent. yep thank you i was like okay so at the end of the show i'll do the jeffrey time stuff with stupid stories and who would i want it was just like jasmine i want jasmine thank you uh, stupid stories are my thing yeah and that's what you're about it's kind of uh <laughs> yeah that's how i identify you guy shoved a double a battery up his urethra I saw that. Um, yeah, which is like that's a double A is not small. Like the triple A is still I couldn't you couldn't do that. And a double A is way bigger and I just don't understand why I, what was the, <laughs> it must be kink. I I I would hope. I mean there's so many things you could use in as, as an alternative. I kind of feel like I didn't know there was a pleasure I, zone. I well, I mean, that like that the area is. I just didn't assume that. Like, I guess batteries for dudes are a different thing down there. I I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I'm not sure. I yeah. I just I there's I just it, like what idea lost. Like, if that's the one that yes, we're gonna go with this one. You know. <sighs> spoon i just don't okay look there are like 800 people here i need one of you to admit that you have put (laughs) in there and i need to know why anonymous because your name's on there so we can't i don't know if anybody's gonna fess up okay dm me 
somebody DM me the appeal of that. Cause don't get me wrong. I'm down for weird stuff. A lot of weird stuff. Hold I got on. Stuff now in the we're room burying right the now. lead. Okay. We're st- burying the lead. Oh yeah. I got stuff in the room right now that I could be like, Hey, check this out. And you'd be like, okay. What so what is that? Michael Young bobblehead really double as then? Well, okay. Okay. Great point. Cause like maybe this bat, like I haven't, but if you were going to be urethra dude, I feel oh, like man. this, like it's a lot smaller than a double A. Uh, like I don't even have one of those and I'm crossing my legs. Like that just sounds awful. You guys don't have a urethra? Well, like not like a, like, like that kind. Like I have a urethra. It's just like a chick urethra. It's not a dude urethra. Cause it's not on a peen. Correct. Like it's there's no, on, it's not a peen urethra. It's more of a, a V. It's like an inner urethra. Yeah. 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 It's like a belly button thing. In and out. Oh, yeah. Somebody just reminded me in the chat one time when I was selling the condom. Oh, oh God. Uh, what? I cleaned, I, cleaned, I cleaned the whole place. You can't like, just throw that out there. What? Well, the condom. It was condo. But no, I not the condom. The, the one time. I, ugh, I don't oh, know yeah. if I want to piggyback this with that. Yeah. So one time I cleaned the whole condom because I, I was showing it because I was selling it so that I could buy okay. the um, you know, multi-million dollar complex. That oh, I, I remember now. the old condom. Yeah. So I, I cleaned everything, made it look as nice as I possibly could, which wasn't very nice. And I leave <laughs> and they come and they visit. And then I go back home when they're gone and I go upstairs and somehow my C ring was just sitting on the floor in the master bedroom, <laughs> like you're, dead center of the floor. You're lying right now. Dead center. You are so lying right now. And it's one that's kind of like stretchy and ribbed, but also battery powered. So it's like, right, for both of you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right in the middle of the floor. It was sitting there. Yeah. Now, did the uh, potential buyers ask if that was like an amenity or like if that was part of the deal or... Yeah, they offered 15000 over asking, and they said, can we keep that? I mean, do they know who, I mean, they had to know it was yours, you know? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like yeah. a famous person C-ring in the house that I'm buying in. Famous. That's me. That's right? us. Study found that traffic would be better if we just banned left turns. <laughs> I saw this. <laughs> I don't know why this makes me laugh. That's because you picture it stupidest. yes yes so what, so because most people it? because your brain might work like mine does most people hear that and it's just words me i start <laughs> picturing leaving the house and how i'm going to get to i was about to say work i don't have a job uh but if Same. i want to get <laughs> if i want to get wherever and i could only turn right like i'm drawing diagrams in my head and it's awesome it's really yeah, fun but it would also like suck remarkably too well, yeah. Think of how long yeah. your commute would be. You would go an extra exit and then exit because then you could make a right, a right, a right, and you'd be on the right street. Oh, that's you just, just obnoxious. You'd have to go one exit far everywhere. How about we just eliminate stupid drivers? That's not possible. There's got to be a way. Yeah. I mean, the left I mean, turn thing's tough, Left turn thing's tough because people get really confused because the light screen, why can't I go? You know? Oh, how hard is it? No. I understand. How hard is it? No. I'm a chick, and I'm a chick driver, and we're notoriously bad. 
Like, come on. I even get the concept. Get with it. How excited are you that now we live in a world where only you can say that about chicks because you're a chick? <laughs> no, I'll somehow get canceled. I bet I just canceled myself somehow. 16% of people prefer their chili without beans. That number seems low to me. Beans is not part of chili. No, it's not. Wheat get bread that mess out popular. of here. What? I said, get that mess out of here. Don't you be putting beans in chili. It's wrong with yeah, you. Yeah, that's stupid. 35% of people prefer chicken wings with bones. 34% like them boneless. No, that's chicken nuggets. I agree. I mean, unless yeah. they're huge, then it's chicken tenders. But no matter yeah, what, it's not just, a chicken wing. No, it's not. And my boyfriend and I have this argument all the time. Like, I refuse. I will not go to a sports bar with him if he orders boneless chicken wings. I just won't. Just don't say the words. Just say No, just don't. How about nuggets. just don't do it? I want nuggets. No. <laughs> because just otherwise. Don't do it. Like, I guess you could. Could you make a. You could make a boneless wing, but. It would be a weird shape and not a lot of meat. So no, no, like, I don't even, no. how can they legally call it? That is my no, question. It, that's it. It's a breach. Here's the thing. Man up, bone in. That's all I got to say. Oh, okay. Okay. 48% of people like creamy peanut butter. 30% prefer crunchy. Nah, creamy. Give me creamy all day. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Do you have any... I don't think the word is fetish. Uh, food things where it's like, <laughs> I, I don't, so I don't like, okay. I don't like jalapenos or tomatoes. Okay. Love tomatoes. But I make homemade salsa that only contains tomatoes and jalapenos. Two things I don't like. And I really like oh, it. That's interesting. Okay. And I don't like peanuts. I love peanuts creamy peanut butter i like ketchup oh, i don't gotcha. like tomatoes okay i see okay so i hate raisins but i love grapes and wine um i agree with that one i think because raisins are just grapes that aren't good anymore right it's grape jerky that's what yeah. raisins are okay it's grape that's jerky <laughs> it's grapes that are past the past yeah the it's grape jerky get it out of here i don't want that no grape jerky. Um, okay, so this is a super polarizing um, conversation because people think I literally came from hell because I said I loved uh, cilantro. I love cilantro. I put cilantro on everything. Cilantro makes me mad. Why? Because it's like, it'll be there, you know? Like, I like when you get, I don't like, I would rather the places that have cilantro rime, lime rice, it just be white rice. No, like, oh, I'm not trying no. to take a, I'm not trying to take a bite out of my burrito and then pull out a half inch of green and cause it's, oh, it's cilantro. So good. A half inch of green in your mouth. Oh, give me that. You know, though. Okay. You know what I hate and people think I'm crazy for, but I just can't even Man. look at it. Oh, I used to talk about this on the, I no, I would rant about it on a fan years ago. German chocolate cake looks like vomit loaf. Like someone straight up tripped and threw up on top of a cake and they're serving it. It's disgusting. 
I don't think I have enough money to know what German chocolate cake is. So congratulations is what I think. Oh, is really? Ugh, it's like, ugh, it makes me gag. It's basically literally. I just want to like point bark. out to everybody that skin is still here. Like, look, that dude is still skin. sitting here. Hold on. Yes, he is. <laughs> I actually just sent a text to Jasmine. Oh, hold on. Let me see. <laughs> Wait, is it? Hold on. Okay. Um, Let me get it here. It's about a very important topic that uh, impromptu came up on the show. <gasps> Brilliant. See? Tell him. Do you want me to read it or do yeah, you want to read it? Okay. He's, Jeff said, or Skin said, I'm all about cilantro. My Mexican wife introduced me to it in 96 and never looked back. Thank you. Dude, it's great on everything. It's great on everything. And it's a real game changer for, you know, it's like street tacos, man. It ain't a street taco if it doesn't have cilantro on it. Amen. I'm going to stand up on that one. Boom. That is... That's just an amen. Where'd she go? What are you? Yes, I stood up because okay. that deserved to be stood up for. It's I true. think that it's shameful that you guys are telling people what they're supposed to eat and stuff. <laughs> like you get to do whatever you want. That's freedom. I would just say everybody out there, get you a Mexican wife. It's a game changer for the better. Everything yeah, that, Mexican everything wives. That, everything that Trish has brought to my world has been for the better. God bless her. She made she okay. made everything better. But if you're like, if you're a lady, you don't all have to get a Mexican wife too, because otherwise our world will end. We need some guys and gals to be together. But well, we're sort of don't overpopulated. Ruin the fantasy. Jeff, that don't is a ruin fair the point. All right, skin, you're out again. Okay, bye guys. <laughs> love you. Political. Bye, you're I love done. You. There goes skin. What's Let me see how to switch this you, back. Jeff? I don't have anything else to say today, Jasmine. What are you doing? Uh, I am, let's see, I was in the middle of house cleaning before I stopped to be a guest, the fourth guest on your show, because you know, us unemployed, we got to earn our keep. Yeah, it's tough. Well, thanks for hanging out. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I didn't realize how super unemployed you were. So like, it sounds like you have so much free time to do this. I have so much free time. Like, do you need someone to screen it? Like I can be your phone screener. Yeah, like what I need is like a super chat monitor because like people are really cool and donate to the cause while I'm doing this, but there's so much going on and I have to change all the things and put the people in. And so I know I've missed a bunch of them and I want them all to know that I love them, but I can't scroll back far enough in the chat to find them. But just know that I love all of you if you're here. Okay, deal? Well, they definitely love you because this thing is, I've never had, look look at all the love. Can You can't see it right now coming through? No, yeah, I see the things. Yeah, I see the things. That's a lot. Yeah, my people this go hard. way better than the fan texter. I hated that thing. Shots fired. Well, yeah, that's why I was always, when they started the Twitch thing, I would only do the Twitch because the texters are poisonous, toxic. Yeah. Evil. Yep. Yep. All right, Jasmine, I'm going to kick you out now. All right. Bye. Thank bye. you. Bye. See, now I've kicked from, I kick her out and then I click over here because now there's only one person and two first in frame and there it comes back to me. And then the show ends. So I just want to say thanks to everybody for hanging out with me. I'm really excited about this part of life and seeing what in the hell this turns into. But I love you all very much for hanging out with me. Episode one of the Jeff Cavanaugh show. Episode two is tomorrow at 715. I'll have Patrick Walker to talk Cowboys at Voice of the Star at 730. I'll have Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus. And at 7.45, I have booked Kevin Turner of the KT Fun Show. And that'll be awesome. And I just want you guys to know, 
skin's still there. <laughs> still F in there. How do I how do I catch your show if I'm not just sitting in the green room? I don't how does technology work? Oh, that's a great question. I'm gonna close you again and then I'll tell okay. everybody. Um you can catch the show on YouTube. You can catch the show on Twitch. That is youtube.com slash Jeff Cavanaugh. It's twitch.tv slash Jeff Cavanaugh. You can catch the show in podcast form because as soon as I end this, I will upload it to Spotify. Well, I upload it to Anchor technically, and it sends it to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all those different places. So just look up the Jeff Cavanaugh show and you'll be in good shape. Uh, but thank you. To everybody in the chat, thank you to everybody who is watching and will be listening. And if you're curious and you love daily fantasy, you should probably go to Underdog Fantasy and use the code JeffC to get your sign-up bonus. And then we could do a whole bunch of over-under stuff and I'll get rich on parlays. Underdog Fantasy, promo code JeffC. Um, what's the thing I say at the end? I always draw a blank when it's time, but I remember what I say. I'll remember it. Oh, hey, remember. You have no idea what anybody's going through. So-